0: Welcome to Keep the Faith with Adam Burton, your source of spiritual nourishment from Central Baptist Church in Mays Hill, Kentucky. Right now, I am joined by Pastor Adam Burton. Pastor, what insights do you have for us today?
1: Hello, today we're delving into the heart of transformation. Our sermon, The Anatomy of Transformation, is a journey through 1 Peter, focusing on how living hope, God's word, and dependence on Christ can radically change our
0: lives. That sounds like a message many of us need to hear. And don't forget, folks, you can find more enriching sermons and resources at cbcmaysville.com.
1: Indeed, let's remember in every change, every challenge, keep the faith.
0: Absolutely, let's dive into today's sermon and embrace this transformative journey together.
1: Transformation. It's a word that it's about change, about real change, change that's from the inside out. Uh, think about it. I mean, haven't we all, at some point, longed to break free from those parts of our lives that maybe just feel like they're holding us back? Maybe it's a bad habit or a situation or, or a mindset that, that we all seek that genuine, deep-rooted, Change in our journey through unshakable standing firm in shifting sand. We're, we're diving deep into the book of First Peter, and this is it's like a guidebook for staying strong in a world that that's always changing. Sometimes feeling as unstable as the sand beneath our feet. Today, as we explore First Peter chapter one verses thirteen through chapter two verse three, we're We're zeroing in on the anatomy of transformation. It's about enduring change, even when the world around us keeps shifting. Let's start with a a story. This is a real story about a woman named Annie. Her life was marked by by shadows and struggles, a testament to the life-changing power of Christ's love. Picture this, Annie, Annie grew up in a house with neglect. Substance abuse were everyday realities. Her life was a mixture of pain and brokenness. And so to cope with that, she lost herself into partying and alcohol, eventually finding herself in the adult industry. And it might look glamorous on the outside, but on the inside, there was a void. This soul searching for something true, something that's meaningful. And then life threw her a curveball cancer. There she was, alone, facing a, a grim prognosis there in a hospital bed. But it was in that darkest moment that something incredible happened. She encountered Jesus, not just a fleeting moment, but 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 a real life altering encounter. And this wasn't just about physical healing. It was the start of a new life for her. For the chains of shame, the weight of heartache, all broken by the sheer force of God's grace. To look at Annie now, her life stands as a vivid example of redemption and, and new beginnings. She now leads a, a nonprofit helping women to break free from that same darkness that once trapped her. Her story is living proof that transformation is God's work. It's an act of divine grace that renews and restores. So as we delve this morning into God's word, I want us to open our hearts. My prayer is that each of us would meet Jesus in a profound and in a personal way. Let us see his word be our guide to true transformation, showing us how real change starts from within. So are we ready to be shaped and molded by his hands? Well, let's embark on this journey together with open hearts and with eager spirits. Well, let's, let's pray before we move. Heavenly Father, God, God, as we open your word, God, we invite your Holy Spirit to move here among us. Oh, may you guide us in understanding the truth of your word. God, may you begin the redemptive work in our hearts. And Lord, teach us, Lord, the anatomy of transformation so that we may grow and change according to your will and your purpose. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, if you have your Bible turn to First Peter chapter one, we're going to read verses thirteen through chapter two, verse three. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Hmm. May God bless the reading of his holy word as we reflect on the profound words that we we find ourselves here this morning at the threshold of understanding the first of vital component of true transformation it's a living hope in jesus you see these verses not only will hopefully stir in our hearts but they also give us a light to the path to the path of hope this hope it's It's a tangible reality in our daily walk with Christ. So let's explore how this living hope can become the catalyst for profound change in our lives, which brings us to our first point, the catalyst for transformation, a living hope. You remember last Sunday, we explored the the incredible idea of this living hope in Christ. and It's like an anchor, isn't it? it? Right, this Anchor holds us steady through all of life's roughest storms, keeping us grounded when everything seems to be in turmoil. Now, as we continue on in First Peter, we uncover something remarkable about this hope. Now, this hope isn't just a blanket to give us comfort, but it's a powerhouse for change. In First Peter, chapter one verse. 13. Peter's not just giving us a friendly suggestion. He's calling us to action when he says, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, this isn't just about feeling good, but it's about doing good, about actively setting our sights on the life-changing grace of Jesus. Biblical hope, Oh, it's way more than just wishful thinking. It's not like saying, well, I hope that it is sunny and warm tomorrow. No, in the original language of Greek, this hope means it's a confident expectation. It's a sure thing. I mean, picture yourself maybe standing on a, on a stormy coast and the waves are just crashing around you, but you see a ship that's far off and it slowly inches closer and closer to you. The storm is raging on. The waves are, are still going, but you know that that ship is going to reach the harbor. That's our hope in Jesus. It's solid, unshakable, always coming through. And this rock solid hope gives us stability when everything else is just spinning around and around. You see, others might be knocked around by fear, by doubt. But we, we stand firm. Our eyes fixed on Jesus, sure of what he promises. So so how does this living hope really change us? One way is it gives us an expanded perspective. Because it lifts our eyes up, way, way up from our day-to-day troubles to the eternal glory that is waiting for us. Our current problems, oh, they shrink when we see them in light of forever joy. We we start seeing life through eternity's lens, knowing that these short-term hassles are nothing compared to what's coming. But secondly, it gives us courage for righteousness This hope doesn't just make us feel better. It makes us live better. We're not just trying to be good people, but we're tapping into the power of what's coming for the Holy Spirit in us is a taste of the fullness of love and justice and strength that we will see when Jesus comes back because we are now living in victory as citizens of that future kingdom. We're living that way right here, right now. But what also provides comfort amid suffering. Now sure, hope doesn't erase our pain, but it gives us a new way to see it. Our suffering isn't just for a moment, or our surfing is just for a moment. It's in a brief wave that will soon pass in light of eternal joy. I think Lazarus and his sisters in John's gospel. When Lazarus died, his sisters Mary and Martha were distraught and grieving deeply. Their hope was just dashed against the harsh rocks of reality. Yet, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead after four days in that tomb, the sisters' sorrow turned into overwhelming joy and celebration for they witnessed life bursting forth from death itself, transforming their mindset from despair to all-filled hope in the power of Christ. See, this vivid story gives us a glimpse into Jesus' absolute authority over death Decay and hopelessness. Thing is, just as he wholly transformed Mary and Martha's grief into resurrection joy, oh, his living hope can wholly transform our mindsets too. From doubt to confident expectation. From aimlessness to purpose. From darkness to light. So, here we are together in this place let this living hope spark a change in us deeper than just what people see on the outside oh let this hope reshape our hearts let it renew our minds and inspire us to action may this living hope in Christ give us the strength to face life's storms with confidence and peace and let's pray oh let us pray that this hope keeps transforming us making us lights in this world that so desperately needs it. For rooted in this living hope we now turn our our to our next guidepost on this journey of transformation the enduring and life-giving power of god's word see just as living hope anchors us The scripture provides a blueprint for our daily walk, which brings us to our second point, the blueprint for transformation, God's living word. Think about it this way. If living hope is the spark that starts our transformation, then God's word is the blueprint that shapes it. It's like that detailed map that guides us through life's twists and turns towards real and everlasting change. Peter put it brilliantly when he says that we're like travelers. We're foreigners here on this earth. Our real home, it's not here, but it's with God. See, in this ever-changing world where the norms and the cultures shift like the desert sands, we need something solid to guide us. And that's where the Bible comes in. It's our true north, unchanging and reliable, while well, everything around us, everything, comes and goes. God's word stands firm, eternal, just like Isaiah says. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. You see, the Bible isn't just a collection of nicer verses or good stories. No, it is God speaking to us, offering truth and life. And so when we dive into scripture, we're not just reading, we're listening to Jesus himself. And you see that to really transform, we've got to do more though than just skim through the Bible. We need to dig deep to feast on it to let it fill our thoughts day and night. It's about discipline to study, memorizing its words and meditating on them. See, studying the Bible takes discipline and intentionality. We can't just breeze through it with a quick verse here or there and expect lasting change. No, we need to carve out time to feast. On it as we're eating that, hmm, that great filet mignon. We need to slow down. Let its truth sink deep into the soil of our hearts. Like a master chef who's simmering in a rich stew, we must let the flavors of God's word permeate our souls drop by drop. We should memorize key passages and meditate on the message. And then we need to apply them to our everyday thoughts and actions. And the thing is, this, it's not a one-time deal. It is a continual process of being nourished by Christ, the living word. His teachings must dwell richly within us to overflow into righteous living. I think about the story of Joseph in Genesis. His life was marked by betrayal, false accusations, and suffering. And yet what sustained Joseph through these trials wasn't his own strength. It was his unwavering faith in God and in his promises. See, this faith was nurtured through a direct and an intimate relationship with God and a deep belief in the faithfulness of God despite his circumstances. See, Joseph's story is a powerful reminder to us about the strength that comes from a living faith and a trust in God. This declaration to his brothers when he said, oh, you intended to harm me, but guess what? God intended it all for good. Oh, this reflects a heart that is deeply anchored in an understanding of God's true sovereignty. His journey shows us that transformation often happens amidst challenges, supported by a steadfast trust in God. Now, in our context today, this kind of resilience of a godly perspective is cultivated by engaging deeply with the Bible. So, as we immerse ourselves in Scripture, we allow His Word to converse with our souls, challenging us and comforting us and guiding us through our own transformation journeys why do we focus so much on this book because it is the ultimate guide to understanding ourselves and finding the way to true healing it's an honest it's honest about our flaws but it offers gentle restoration you see, in a world that's losing its way, the Bible is our compass, pointing us back to what's right, aligning us with God's plan, feeling distant from God, stuck. Maybe the answers you're looking for are in that Bible on your bookshelf. It's time to dust it off, to fall in love with it over again. Again. Oh, approach God's word with the hunger of a newborn baby. It's not just food for thought. It's nourishment for our souls. It quenches our thirst for change. The Bible isn't just a book. It's alive and capable of changing us from the inside out. So let's delve into it with fresh excitement. Let it reshape us and mold us into Christ's image. And as we immerse ourselves in its truth, oh, watch. Watch how it transforms our lives. It transforms how we view things and our hearts with a powerful, life giving presence. So as we immerse ourselves in the truth of, of the Bible, we come to a crucial realization. That true transformation, though, requires more than knowledge. It necessitates a complete dependence on Christ. And that brings us to the final, yet the most profound aspect of our transformation journey. The posture for transformation. Dependence on Christ. The key, the final key, the real transformation, it's about leaning entirely on Christ. Now, this is crucial. It's crucial because change isn't something that we can just will into existence. It's not about self-improvement. It's about surrender. It's about realizing that we can't save ourselves and laying it all down before Jesus. Peter paints this vivid picture for us when he compares our spiritual need to a newborn baby's and instinctive longing for milk. I mean, imagine a baby, hands just reaching out, crying for something that they can't provide for themselves. That's us with Jesus. For we come to him like little children, openly admitting that we are lost without his power. And our spiritual hunger, it can only be satisfied by one thing. Christ himself. We reach out with the pure, unfiltered dependence of a newborn baby crying for his mother's milk. And our hands are just grasping at at empty air until they find their home right in his ends. You see, apart from him, we are unable to make ourselves righteous or holy but in surrendering fully to Jesus, oh, we receive sustenance and life from his spirit within us. Laying down our surface level plans, we take on his core life-changing transformation that he radically builds on our, our nature into his holy image. You see this posture of reliance on Christ it's not a weakness at all. It's the exact opposite. It's the path to true freedom. You see, in this place of total surrender, something amazing happens. God's grace steps in, and that is when transformation begins. Remember 2 Corinthians 5, 17? If anyone is in Christ, he is a, New creation, the old has passed away, and behold, guess what? He has come. Christ's life within us is proof that we have been heard and we have been seen in our need. Let's go back to Annie's story. Her turning point came when, when she was at rock bottom, and there she came to Jesus broken without any illusions of self-help. And that's when his love poured in, transforming her pain into a new and vibrant life. So wherever you are right now, wherever you are, whether here in this room watching online, I invite you to come to Jesus. Bring your tiredness. Bring your efforts. Bring your burdens. And accept the grace that he offers. And laying down our efforts, we find true healing. Because it's dying to ourselves that we find new life in Christ. So come. Come. Come to Jesus as you are. Approach him. Not with everything faith. But simply, honestly, without any pretense. And trust in his amazing plan for you. You see, it's in this total reliance on him that we open ourselves up to his transformative power. It's a change that, oh, we could never make on our own. So let's embrace this dependence, not as a weakness, but as the path to real strength and change in Christ. Surrender your life to him and be amazed at how he makes all things new. Now, embracing this posture of dependence on Christ, we're now prepared to step into the fullness of our transformation so as we conclude i want us to reflect on how these elements hope scripture surrender how they intertwine to shape us into the truest selves in christ today we walk together through through what it takes to to really change a living hope in Jesus, deep roots in God's word and leaning fully on on him. But they're not just steps. No, they're the heartbeat of a life that's reshaped by God's power. So where are you standing now? Facing tough challenges? Are you struggling to to break free from old patterns despite trying your hardest. Remember, it's not about how hard we try, but it's about trusting in the one who actually can bring change. You see, we've unpacked this recipe for life change by, by looking forward to Jesus' grace, by soaking in the Bible's truths and surrendering completely to him. We have have set the stage for deep and real transformation. I ah, can't help but think of Annie's journey from a place of hurt, of exploitation, to becoming a source of freedom and hope. We see, her story shows us how hope and scripture and surrender can turn even the most broken life into a testament of Christ's glory. And so I ask you this How is Jesus inviting you into deeper dependence today? What old ways is he calling you to lay down for his renewal? On what tangled area of your life is he is he shining the light of transforming grace? As you reflect on his hope, his living hope, his living word and his lordship over all, what changes seem possible with his power inside of you? Just for a moment, as Daniel would come on up here and just ask everybody just to, to bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. You know, if you feel stuck, Maybe you're caught up in life's usual patterns. Now's the time right here in these next few moments to, to bring these areas to God. And I just ask that you would just talk to him honestly, openly. Maybe this morning you need to reignite your passion for Jesus. I don't know, something has caused you just to lose that that love. So you need to refocus on his grace, his beauty. Perhaps it's time to dive deeper into the Bible, letting its truth refresh you every single day. Or maybe many of us, you need to let go of trying to do it all, to humbly rely on God. Friends, listen to his the Spirit's gentle voice. You're ready to let go of these struggles. In a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation. I'll be standing down front to receive you. Step forward. This is your personal moment with Jesus, and there's no pressure. But if you come, remember this: that we are here for you to support, to celebrate, to pray with you. Know, know that you are not alone. Whether you respond out loud or maybe silently in your heart, I believe that this is where new life and true change start. As we're on this journey to become who God always meant for us to be, to be fully alive, completely transformed and shining with his love and grace. So in this moment of reflection, let's open our hearts to what Christ wants to do in us. Let's embrace the changes that he's bringing, trusting him to mold us to our truest selves. Our dearly Father, God, we come before you this morning to trust in your goodness and grace, God, may you change us. May you mold us. May, may you make us how we are truly m- meant to be. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
0: What a profound sermon from Pastor Adam Burton on the Anatomy of Transformation pastor your message on transformation to christ was truly inspiring
1: thank you it's about more than change it's about a complete renewal of our lives through faith scripture and surrender to god's will
0: indeed we hope today's sermon fills you with hope and guidance remember explore more at cbcmaysville.com for further spiritual growth
1: Keep your faith strong, embrace transformation in Christ, and let his light guide you. Until next time, we pray for your journey of faith.
0: Thank you for joining us on Keep the Faith with Adam Burton. Stay blessed, stay transformed, and as always, keep the faith.